We're reading Ezekiel chapters 46 through 48 and Proverbs chapter 25 verses 14 through 28 here on Commuter Bible OT. For modern audiences like us, these concluding chapters may feel more like drudgery than delight. But for the original audience, these final depictions would have been the most exciting. Ezekiel once brought a message of condemnation and despair. But now that those prophecies have come true and Israel has spent 25 years in exile, Ezekiel brings a message of hope and restoration. Some of today's revelation is otherworldly, as Ezekiel sees a river coming from under the temple recalling the Garden of Eden, the tree depicted in Psalm 1, all while pointing us toward the river seen in the book of Revelation. Ezekiel chapters 46 through 48. This is what the Lord God says. The gate of the inner court that faces east is to be closed during the six days of work, but it will be opened on the Sabbath day and opened on the day of the new moon. The prince should enter from the outside by way of the gate's portico and stand at the gate's doorpost while the priests sacrifice his burnt offerings and fellowship offerings. He will bow in worship at the gate's threshold and then depart, but the gate is not to be closed until evening. The people of the land will also bow in worship before the Lord at the entrance of that gate on the Sabbaths and new moons. The burnt offering that the prince presents to the Lord on the Sabbath day is to be six unblemished lambs and an unblemished ram. The grain offering will be half a bushel with the ram, and the grain offering with the lambs will be whatever he wants to give, as well as a gallon of oil for every half bushel. On the day of the new moon, the burnt offering is to be a young, unblemished bull, as well as six lambs and a ram without blemish. He will provide a grain offering of half a bushel with the bull, half a bushel with the ram, and whatever he can afford with the lambs together with a gallon of oil for every half bushel. When the prince enters, he is to go in by way of the gate's portico and go out the same way. When the people of the land come before the Lord at the appointed times, whoever enters by way of the north gate to worship is to go out by way of the south gate, and whoever enters by way of the south gate is to go out by way of the north gate. No one may return through the gate by which he entered, but is to go out by the opposite gate. When the people enter, the prince will enter with them, and when they leave, he will leave. At the festivals and appointed times, the grain offering will be half a bushel with the bull, half a bushel with the ram, and whatever he wants to give with the lambs, along with a gallon of oil for every half bushel. When the prince makes a freewill offering, whether a burnt offering or a fellowship offering, as a freewill offering to the Lord, the gate that faces east is to be opened for him. He is to offer his burnt offering or fellowship offering just as he does on the Sabbath day. Then he will go out, and the gate is to be closed after he leaves. You are to offer an unblemished year-old male lamb as a daily burnt offering to the Lord. You will offer it every morning. 
you are also to prepare a grain offering every morning along with it. Three quarts with one-third of a gallon of oil to moisten the fine flour. A grain offering to the Lord. This is a permanent statute to be observed regularly. They will offer the lamb, the grain offering, and the oil every morning as a regular burnt offering. This is what the Lord God says. If the prince gives a gift to each of his sons as their inheritance, it will belong to his sons. It will become their property by inheritance. But if he gives a gift from his inheritance to one of his servants, it will belong to that servant until the year of freedom, when it will revert to the prince. His inheritance belongs only to his sons. It is theirs. The prince must not take any of the people's inheritance, evicting them from their property. He is to provide an inheritance for his sons from his own property, so that none of my people will be displaced from his own property. Then he brought me through the entrance that was at the side of the gate into the priest's holy chambers, which faced north. I saw a place there at the far western end. He said to me, This is the place where the priests will boil the guilt offering and the sin offering, and where they will bake the grain offering, so that they do not bring them into the outer court and transmit holiness to the people. Next, he brought me into the outer court and led me past its four corners. There was a separate court in each of its corners. In the four corners of the outer court, there were enclosed courts, 70 feet long by 52 and a half feet wide. All four corner areas had the same dimensions. There was a stone wall around the inside of them, around the four of them, with ovens built at the base of the walls on all sides. He said to me, These are the kitchens, where those who minister at the temple will cook the people's sacrifices. Then he brought me back to the entrance of the temple, and there was water flowing from under the threshold of the temple toward the east, for the temple faced east. The water was coming down from under the south side of the threshold of the temple, south of the altar. Next he brought me out by way of the north gate, and led me around the outside to the outer gate that faced east. There the water was trickling from the south side. As the man went out east with a measuring line in his hand, he measured off a third of a mile and led me through the water. It came up to my ankles. Then he measured off a third of a mile and led me through the water. It came up to my knees. He measured off another third of a mile and led me through the water. It came up to my waist. Again, he measured off a third of a mile and it was a river that I could not cross on foot. For the water had risen. It was deep enough to swim in, a river that could not be crossed on foot. He asked me, Do you see this son of man? Then he led me back to the bank of the river. When I had returned, I saw a very large number of trees along both sides of the river bank. He said to me, This water flows out to the eastern region and goes down to the Araba. When it enters the sea, the sea of foul water, the water of the sea becomes fresh. 
Every kind of living creature that swarms will live wherever the river flows. And there will be a huge number of fish because this water goes there. Since the water will become fresh, there will be life everywhere the river goes. Fishermen will stand beside it from Engedi to Eneglim. These will become places where nets are spread out to dry. Their fish will consist of many different kinds, like the fish of the Mediterranean Sea. Yet its swamps and marshes will not be healed. They will be left for salt. All kinds of trees providing food will grow along the banks of the river. Their leaves will not wither, and their fruit will not fail. Each month they will bear fresh fruit, because the water comes from the sanctuary. Their fruit will be used for eating, and their leaves for healing. This is what the Lord God says. This is the border you will use to divide the land as an inheritance for the twelve tribes of Israel. Joseph will receive two shares. You will inherit it in equal portions, since I swore to give it to your ancestors. So this land will fall to you as an inheritance. This is to be the border of the land. On the north side, it will extend from the Mediterranean Sea by way of Hethlon and Lebohamath to Zedad, Beretha, and Sibriam, which is between the border of Damascus and the border of Hamath, as far as Hazerhadakon, which is on the border of Haran. So the border will run from the sea to Hazar-Enon at the border of Damascus, with the territory of Hamath to the north. This will be the northern side. On the east side, it will run between Hauran and Damascus, along the Jordan, between Gilead and the land of Israel. You will measure from the northern border to the eastern sea. This will be the eastern side. On the south side, it will run from Tamar to the waters of Meribeth Kadesh, and on to the brook of Egypt, as far as the Mediterranean Sea. This will be the southern side. On the west side, the Mediterranean Sea will be the border, from the southern border up to a point opposite Lebo Hamath. This will be the western side. You are to divide this land among yourselves according to the tribes of Israel. You will allot it as an inheritance for yourselves and for the aliens residing among you, who have fathered children among you. You will treat them like native-born Israelites. Along with you, they will be allotted an inheritance among the tribes of Israel. In whatever tribe the alien resides, 
you will assign his inheritance there. This is the declaration of the Lord God. Now these are the names of the tribes. From the northern end, along the road of Hethlon, to Lebohamath, as far as Hazar-Enon, at the northern border of Damascus, along Hamath, and extending from the eastern side to the sea, will be Dan, one portion. Next to the territory of Dan, from the eastern side to the west, will be Asher, one portion. Next to the territory of Asher, from the east side to the west, will be Naphtali, one portion. Next to the territory of Naphtali, from the east side to the west, will be Manasseh, one portion. Next to the territory of Manasseh, from the east side to the west, will be Ephraim, one portion. Next to the territory of Ephraim, from the east side to the west, will be Reuben, one portion. Next to the territory of Reuben, from the east side to the west, will be Judah, one portion. Next to the territory of Judah, from the east side to the west, will be the portion you donate to the Lord, eight and one-third miles wide and as long as one of the tribal portions from the east side to the west. The sanctuary will be in the middle of it. The special portion you donate to the Lord will be eight and one-third miles long and three and one-third miles wide. This holy donation will be set apart for the priests alone. It will be eight and one-third miles long on the northern side, three and one-third miles wide on the western side, three and one-third miles wide on the eastern side, and eight and one-third miles long on the southern side. The Lord's sanctuary will be in the middle of it. It is for the consecrated priests, the sons of Zadok, who kept my charge and did not go astray as the Levites did when the Israelites went astray. It will be a special donation for them out of the holy donation of the land, a most holy place adjacent to the territory of the Levites. Next to the territory of the priests, the Levites will have an area eight and one-third miles long and three and one-third miles wide. The total length will be eight and one-third miles and the width three and one-third miles. They must not sell or exchange any of it. And they must not transfer this choice part of the land, for it is holy to the Lord. The remaining area, one and two-third miles wide and eight and one-third miles long, will be for common use by the city, for both residential and open space. The city will be in the middle of it. These are the city's measurements. One and a half miles on the north side one and a half miles on the south side, one and a half miles on the east side, and one and a half miles on the west side. The city's open space will extend 425 feet to the north, 425 feet to the south, 425 feet to the east, and 425 feet to the west. The remainder of the length alongside the holy donation will be three and one-third miles to the east and three and one-third miles to the west. It will run alongside the holy donation. Its produce will be food for the workers of the city. The city's workers from all the tribes of Israel will cultivate it. 
The entire donation will be eight and one-third miles by eight and one-third miles. You are to set apart the holy donation along with the city property as a square area. The remaining area on both sides of the holy donation and the city property will belong to the prince. He will own the land adjacent to the tribal portions, next to the eight and one-third miles of the donation as far as the eastern border and next to the eight and one-third miles of the donation as far as the western border. The holy donation and the sanctuary of the temple will be in the middle of it. Except for the Levitical property and the city property in the middle of the area belonging to the prince, the area between the territory of Judah and that of Benjamin will belong to the prince. As for the rest of the tribes, from the east side to the west will be Benjamin, one portion. Next to the territory of Benjamin, from the east side to the west will be Simeon, one portion. Next to the territory of Simeon, from the east side to the west, will be Issachar, one portion. Next to the territory of Issachar, from the east side to the west, will be Zebulun, one portion. Next to the territory of Zebulun, from the east side to the west, will be Gad, one portion. Next to the territory of Gad toward the south side, the border will run from Tamar to the waters of Meribeth Kadesh, to the brook of Egypt, and out to the Mediterranean Sea. This is the land you are to allot as an inheritance to Israel's tribes, and these will be their portions. This is the declaration of the Lord God. These are the exits of the city. On the north side, which measures one and a half miles, there will be three gates facing north the gates of the city being named for the tribes of Israel. One, the gate of Reuben, one, the gate of Judah, and one, the gate of Levi. On the east side, which is one and a half miles, there will be three gates, one, the gate of Joseph, one, the gate of Benjamin, and one, the gate of Dan. On the south side, which measures one and a half miles, there will be three gates, one, the gate of Simeon, one the gate of Issachar, and one the gate of Zebulun. On the west side, which is one and a half miles, there will be three gates, one the gate of Gad, one the gate of Asher, and one the gate of Naphtali. The perimeter of the city will be six miles, and the name of the city from that day on will be, The Lord is There. Proverbs chapter 25, verses 14 through 28. The one who boasts about a gift that does not exist is like clouds and wind without rain. A ruler can be persuaded through patience, and a gentle tongue can break a bone. If you find honey, eat only what you need, otherwise you'll get sick from it and vomit. Seldom set foot in your neighbor's house, Otherwise, he'll get sick of you and hate you. A person giving false testimony against his neighbor is like a club, a sword, or a sharp arrow. Trusting an unreliable person in a difficult time is like a rotten tooth, or 
a faltering foot. Singing songs to a troubled heart is like taking off clothing on a cold day or like pouring vinegar on soda. If your enemy is hungry, give him food to eat. And if he is thirsty, give him water to drink. For you will heap burning coals on his head, and the Lord will reward you. The north wind produces rain, and a backbiting tongue angry looks. Better to live on the corner of a roof than to share a house with a nagging wife. Good news from a distant land is like cold water to a parched throat. A righteous person who yields to the wicked is like a muddied spring or a polluted well. It is not good to eat too much honey or to seek glory after glory. A person who does not control his temper is like a city whose wall is broken down. Today's episode was narrated and orchestrated by me, John Ross, and co-produced by the Christian Standard Bible. Thanks for listening, and remember to trust in the Lord with all your heart, and do not rely on your own understanding. In all your ways, know Him, and He will make your paths straight. Amen.